the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. This great nation will endure as it has endured. Let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on Earth. You are about to embark upon the great crusade toward which we have striven these many months. The eyes of the world are upon you. The hopes and prayers of liberty-loving people everywhere march with you. We're not, as some would have us believe, doomed to an inevitable decline. I do not believe in a fate that will fall on us no matter what we do. I do believe in a fate that will fall on us if we do nothing. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. My country tears Sweet land of liberty of the Arsene. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is Always Right Radio on AM 1420, The Answer. Here's your host, Bob Fratz. Well, good morning. Thank you so much for joining us. And I use those words very deliberately today. Thank you, because we are, of course, upon the Thanksgiving holiday tomorrow. And um, this is our last chance to uh, talk before the holiday weekend. Hopefully you've got some uh, great plans for tomorrow with family. Hopefully your kids, your older kids are coming around. Many of them are not. I'll tell you about that later. But uh, we've got a Thanksgiving holiday tomorrow. We've got a big shopping weekend for many as we get the Christmas season started on uh, Black Friday as well. So since we have so you know much time off here over the course of the next few days... We have to put a lot of work in today, and we have a very, very busy show for you today. We're going to put in the work on this Wednesday. It is the 22nd morning of the 11th month in the year of our Lord, 2023. By the way, also the anniversary of the assassination of JFK, and we may talk about that a little bit today as well. But we are very, very heavy with guests because we have a lot of very, very heavy and important news to discuss with you today. Coming up in about a half an hour, Catherine Engelbrecht will join us from True the Vote. We're going to talk to her about her organization organization's efforts to get the actual um, video footage, not the links, not the copies of the January 6th uh, riots that the left likes to call an insurrection. 
so that they can indeed use AI technology to piece together who did what, when, and where so that uh, J6 prisoners can get a fair shake and that the um, left wing, and that's what it was, the left wing January 6th committee that called this an insurrection can be exposed for everything that they covered up. It's very, very important. So we're going to talk to uh, Catherine Engelbrecht about that at 9.35 at 10.10 MTG. Those letters are polarizing. I don't know anybody that's indifferent. You either love Marjorie Taylor Greene, representative from Georgia, or you despise her. She is very, very acerbic. She is combustible. She's bombastic. She is out there, and she is in your face. And so is her new book, MTG. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about her attempt to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas. We're going to talk to her about her attempt to censure Rashida Tlaib, something that did happen with a different censure that was written. But we're going to cover it all. with, uh, And we're going to talk about Jewish space lasers. Wait, what? Yeah, you didn't know about that? You didn't know about uh, her 2018 social media post blaming Jewish space lasers for the wildfires in California? Yeah, she said it, and she writes about it in the book. So we're going to get into that with Marjorie Taylor Greene at 1010. At 1035, Ken Cuccinelli, national chairman of the Election Transparency Initiative, also one of the uh, leading uh, members of a Ron DeSantis for President PAC political action committee. We're going to talk to him about election transparency and some of the initiatives literally going on in Ohio and around the country to make sure in this upcoming election season we get honest, true, and fair results. So that's huge. Then at 11.10, I told you we're busy. we got to put in the work today because tomorrow is a best of show. And then on Friday, Khalid Damar is going to come in and uh, sit in for us for a couple of hours on Black Friday. So um, we have to put, put all this work in today. Claire Lopez of the United West. She is one of the more knowledgeable, one of the most knowledgeable, let's put it uh, to say it more accurately, people uh, working in, uh, in America as a commentator, researcher, historian, and, uh, and media figure. Uh, when it comes to the Middle East and when it comes to the Muslim Brotherhood, when it comes to what this attempt to exterminate Israel means in the bigger picture on the Israeli-Hamas war and, of course, the hostage deal, which we'll talk about momentarily, the real prospects of a two-state solution and the impact of everything over there on United States uh, citizens here. So there you have it. I told you, we're, we're, we're doing it and we're going hard. Catherine Engelbrecht. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Ken Cuccinelli, Claire Lopez, our guests today. And, of course, this is one of those days where I'm going to tell you, you know, the old baseball axiom or idiom, I should say, uh, you know, hit them where they ain't. That's what you want to do, hit them where they ain't. Uh, we've got interviews everywhere, so you've got to place your phone calls where they ain't. Uh, right before or right after interviews, find spots at 216-901-0945-888-281-1110. Now, before we get into the top news of the day, what do you say we go ahead and do our pledge? I do not want to be late on this because, like I said, we have a lot of things to get into, and we'll get backed up if we don't. So, Patriots, please, on this Thanksgiving Day Eve, face your flag. Put your hand on your heart and join us for this. If you do not believe that we have much to be thankful for in the glorious republic that is this great country gifted to us, despite all of the attempts to destroy it, well, then you just might not be a believer in uh, in the liberty, the life liberty, and the pursuit of happiness guaranteed all Americans. If that is you, don't fake it. Just take a knee over there next to the other Marxists. As for the rest of us, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands one nation under god indivisible 
with liberty and justice for all. So here's what we know right now. A deal has been reached. And personally, I think it is an absolutely horrible deal. I'm talking about the agreement between Hamas leaders and Israel to have a temporary ceasefire. They're calling it a pause. They're having a temporary pause slash ceasefire that starts at 8 a.m. tomorrow to allow humanitarian aid to be brought into Gaza and to facilitate a prisoner swap of some sorts. I use that very, very carefully and cautiously. Because it's not prisoner, it's not a prisoner exchange. On one side, there are prisoners convicted in a court of law for crimes committed against Israel. They have been convicted and they're in jails. All right? That is very, very different than hostages. Hostages were taken by Hamas during their October 7th. Uh, atrocious, horrific, indefensible, mind-numbing, unimaginable slaughter of Israelis um, on October 7th. They took some 250 hostages. So far, four people have been released in pairs, two different pairs. Two people have been confirmed to be dead, two of the hostages, and one uh, status is unknown. The others are all still being held. So what's the deal? The deal is this temporary truce taking effect at 8 a.m. tomorrow Um, will involve 50 of the 250 or so hostages held by Hamas will be released in exchange for six times that number of Palestinian uh, prisoners being held in Israeli jails for crimes. Big difference. Hostage-taking is illegal. Locking up criminals is not. And that's what they've done, but this is the deal that has been struck by Israel. I think it's a terrible, terrible terrible idea. First of all, they're saying, well, the people are going to be released from uh, Israeli jails are women and children, as if the Israelis lock up children in adult prisons. When they say children, they're talking about minors. The youngest of those who are being held that are going to be released is 14. And yeah, that's a kid in, in, you know, in that sense of the word, but you know as well as I do in the United States, there are 14, 15, 16, 17-year-olds that, uh, that do not act like children. These are Uh, These are thugs and criminals. And when we're talking about what's going on over there, the overwhelming majority of those quote-unquote children that are being held in Israeli jails are 17 and 18-year-olds. 17 and 18-year-olds. I I emphasize that because, again, 18-year-olds actually can can, uh, be considered adults. In the United States, they are. And these people are not just, they weren't taken hostage by the Israelis. They were tried for crimes, including... Attempted murder, terrorist activities, and building explosives. You understand? This is a it's not a hostage exchange. It's we're going to set free criminals who have been sentenced to jail in Israel. We're going to set them free, three hundred of them, six times as many as the fifty hostages that were illegally taken by Hamas on October seventh. That's what makes it a terrible, terrible, no good, very bad deal. It rewards Hamas for its barbarism. It also tells them, when we give you this pause starting at 8 a.m. tomorrow, it gives them time to regroup, to reform, to, to plan their next moves, rather than the almost incessant siege of Gaza through the self-defensive measures of the Israeli forces. 
it gives Hamas an attempt to, uh, you know, again, recalibrate things. Because remember, they've, they've been exposed in so many ways. So many of their weapons caches have been found and have been destroyed. So many of their, uh, their command posts have been leveled. You know, the Al-Shifa hospital, of course, was exposed as what it is, which was a weapons depot. I mean, all of these things that, they, that, have, that have been discovered and, and neutralized by IDF forces, now they're going to be able to kind of reformat things, and that's a problem. Benjamin Netanyahu says, do not misunderstand. Our hands uh, you know, are, are, are still on the trigger. We are ready to go. We will not stop after this ceasefire is ended. We're going to continue to do what we do, but I don't, do not like the looks of this. First of all, there's 250 hostages, only 50 are being released. That means they have 200 more. What are they going to do? Each time there are 50 hostages released, do 300 criminals and potential terrorists in Israeli jails have to go free too? Like this one? It's a bad precedent. It's a bad situation. It's a dangerous situation. So I want people to know exactly what's going on over there. If you, as you hear this, you know, hey, great news, 50 hostages are going to be released. Of course it's good news that hostages are going to be, be released, but the circumstances matter. They do matter. And the reality is, I don't think they should make this deal because Israel already has Hamas on the run. Hamas is being devastated. It's being decimated by this ground campaign and this aerial campaign from the IDF forces. Continue it and go and search every square inch of Gaza and rescue the hostages yourself. That's what I want to see happen. That way you don't give up anything in return. And then after you rescue the hostages, kill every single member of Hamas that you find. That's the only way to make this thing work and for Israel to be safe and protected from the ongoing attempts to drive it uh, off of the map and into the sea. All right, so that's the latest on that. By the way, um, a couple of other just quick notes on that. Phenomenal, phenomenal story. It's on my social media pages. I put it all over the place on Twitter at France Rants. I put it on Facebook at Always Right Radio. I am going to put it on Instagram and on uh, on uh, uh, my Truth Social page as well. Just look for Always Right Radio there. Uh, a tremendous service by the Babylon Bee telling everybody uh, the 10 things to look for, the 10 signs that the hospital you're in just might be a Hamas weapons depot. Uh, it's hilarious because it's the bee, but it is all rooted in reality. Great and true um, truly great satire and parody has a kernel of truth in every single part of it. That's what makes it brilliant. And it is true because, again, of the Al-Shifa Hospital and everything that was exposed on video there. So well, if you want to look those up, I don't want to spend time here on them, but if you want to look those up, follow me on the social media pages, and you can indeed see those. All right, uh, what are the other top stories that we need to get into today? Well, the hostage deal is obviously a huge one. Um, we also, I think it would be, it would be remiss if we did not talk about, um, the JFK assassination 60 years on now, 60 years ago today, JFK, um, was of course gunned down in the Dealey Plaza in Texas and his, uh, his presidency, in addition to his assassination, his presidency is still kind of called into as much as many questions or into as much of a, uh, a discussion, debate, controversy, etc., as as his death. Uh, Sixty years later, I'm looking at some really, really interesting analyses of this and polls, recent polls, 
uh, reveal a, a retrospective approval of the 135th president. He didn't have a 90% approval before he was killed. 60 years later, he's got a 90% approval rating. So what did his presidency actually look like, and what does his death mean to the United States today? Because I think there are still some very important um, uh, uh, lessons that can be learned from that. So I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about that. So we will do that as well. Um, we've also got a lot of news on Thanksgiving, on uh, what uh, your meals are going to cost you tomorrow because of Bidenomics and Bidenflation. So we're going to get into that. We've got women standing up for themselves um, and not competing against men, particularly fighters. One who found out she was in a Golden Gloves boxing tournament and she was scheduled to fight a woman who was a man, a biological male. She dropped out immediately saying she is not going to allow herself to be savagely beaten by a male. This is a great, great moment for women's sports. They have to stand up for themselves and refuse to compete in these ridiculous events that are intended to drive them uh, Uh, drive them out of their own sporting competition. So we're going to get into that a little bit. Yesterday was the Trans Day of Remembrance. The White House honored and quote-unquote remembered trans people who died in the course of attacking innocent people, including police officers. Somehow they're victims. What? Yeah. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, We've also got some uh, pretty disturbing news from America's, or excuse me, Ohio's, institutions of higher learning we want to share that with you as well and like i said we have a ton of great interviews to come we'll take a time out now it's 9:23. i want you to be a part of the show i'm going to leave some time for the some phone calls here before the bottom of this hour because we will talk with um uh, Catherine engelbrecht at 9:35. so this is a chance hit them where they ain't you got a question or a comment bring it now at 216-901-0945 on always right radio Nine twenty-seven. Thanks for being with us on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. Happy early Thanksgiving to you, Catherine Engelbrecht is going to be joining us to talk about the January six tapes. Just so you know, there's more information that we have gotten since those tapes were released toward the end of last week by Speaker, uh, uh, new Speaker Mike Johnson. Um, some of the video is very, very disturbing as it continues to show uh, what can only be described as feds. Um, when they think they are out of sight and they don't know what cameras are on them, actually fist bumping one another as they uh, as they participate in the melee, it is um, it is quite disturbing. Not to mention those uh, videos of individuals, police, Capitol police officers shooting into the crowds. There are so much. There are so many things here that need to be exposed, and a lot of media members are combing through the 44,000 hours the best they can and releasing certain things. But the one thing they all lack is a thread. They're all individual moments in time, individuals, places and spaces apart from other spaces. There needs to be a common thread. There needs to be a link to what is going from here to there and everywhere. That is why it's so important for the actual raw video that is in possession uh, or that uh, is in the possession of the speaker, uh, uh, Mike Johnson, needs to be presented to a group with the AI tools that can that can connect those 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 dots and, and can, can pull everything together by a thread, if you will. That's kind of a euphemism for for following individuals throughout their entire ordeals and experiences that day. If you want any kind of justice whatsoever for the J6 political prisoners, this is something that has to happen. I asked Jim Jordan about doing this and getting this to True the Vote, uh, which has these tools, on Monday. 
he assured me he would look into doing exactly that. He did not disagree. He didn't say, maybe we'll see. He said, yes, I will indeed look into getting that, uh, getting that done. Today we're going to talk to Catherine Engelbrecht, founder of True the Vote, about where it goes from here. So that's coming up here in just a few minutes, right after the bottom of the hour break. Stay here on Always Right Radio, AM 1420, The Answer. Waking up America from its woke slumber. Always Right Radio with Bob Frantz on The Answer. Okay, it is 934. Uh, One of the stories that I was referencing a few moments ago, uh, this is from The Federalist from uh, Monday. More released J6 tapes exposed uh, by um, uh, Speaker Mike Johnson when he posted them publicly for anybody to look at. But again, very, very difficult to comb through. Shows police officers escorting, quote unquote, dangerous insurrectionists around in the Capitol and fist bumping them. Not being attacked by them, not being punched by them, not being beaten by them, not being threatened, but but being fist bumped. You know, it's kind of what we do on Friday. We have fist bump Friday where we just express a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, friendliness to one another. Well, that was happening in a lot of these places. And yet we are told that everything there and everyone there, everybody was in Washington, D.C. there uh, was an insurrectionist. This is the way they treated them in the January 6th committee, and we need to get to the answers. We need to get to the truth on behalf of the political prisoners continuing to be held um, and uh, those who have already been sentenced as well uh, in Washington, D.C. So joining us now is Catherine Engelbrecht. We're going to talk to Catherine again. She is uh, one of the founders of True the Vote about what can be done and what should be done with these 44,000-plus hours of unconnected video and how we can find a way to connect them, draw lines between them, maybe bring them together with various threads through the use of AI tools that True the Vote has available to them. Catherine, welcome back. It's good to have you. How are you? Uh, Thanks so much, Bob. I'm doing great. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well. And I am thankful today. I'm thankful that we did get this done now. Um, You know, it's the first step in what is going to be a very, very difficult process and a lengthy process of trying to find some some sense, make some sense out of what really happened on that day. And uh, thank you to Speaker Johnson for making it happen. Speaker McCarthy gave the videos to Tucker Carlson, who aired a few of them. And then that was kind of it. Now we all have access to them, and potentially so do you. Last time I spoke with you, we talked about what kinds of AI tools you have and what you hope to accomplish with them. Can you tell everybody who has not heard about that what you can do? Sure. Well, you know, uh, coming out of the 2000 Mules project, which well wasn't the intent, it ended up becoming 2000 Mules, but initially it was just reviewing geospatial data and um, video for law enforcement, uh, that that experience uh, throughout really the entirety of 2021 and, and early into 2022 um, taught us an awful lot about working with video at scale. And so what we're looking at with this J, these J6 videos, uh, we, we really, and you did a great job setting it up, we cannot take this lightly. It is critical uh, again, as you said, it is critical that we, we the people, be able to review the videos and, and see the full truth, because what was presented in the J6 committee was, was anything but the full story. And so dealing with that much video is a challenge, uh, but there are um, ways to process it, and, and it's going to take a dedicated effort. We had built a, a standalone platform called Open Inc., open.ink. Mm-hmm. That already hosts a good bit of video, uh, some J6 video, but is scalable to with the anticipation 
this, doing this last year with the anticipation that at some point this video is going to become public. And, and yes, there are tools that can help as you find key characteristics in any video um, that can be tagged and sorted by AI to bucket video. There's ways to move through this um, relatively quickly. It's not going to be easy, but it must be done. And so we are, we are calling on um, Mike Johnson and Jim Jordan and, and anybody with the, the um, authority or influence to make these public, there's just there's no way around it. Transparency is the only way that we're going to get to the bottom of this. Yeah, Catherine, I'm looking at Open Ink dot now. Uh, I'm sorry, Open dot Ink right now, actually, in the Daily Ink, and there's a lot of very important stuff there, and I encourage people to check that out. Bookmark it on your browser, Open dot Ink. Um, your partner in this, one of your partners in this, and our mutual friend Tom Zawistowski wrote a letter to Congressman Jordan the same day that I spoke to Congressman Jordan and brought all of this up. And we need to be clear about something. What we are asking, what you are asking uh, Congressman Jordan and Speaker Johnson to do is more than what they have done, which is just make these available by way of links on a government page. You need the raw video, not just a link to the video. Why? Well, because what what they are doing by by virtue of separating it out, it's 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 it's, it's just going it's going to be next to impossible to put that back together. There's so much that's lost in the fragmentation of video, and you really need to be able to see the complete set as or as complete as you can get, um, because the metadata that's encoded in that video that tells you all manner of of uh, characteristics about the video that's got to be kept intact, and so. Uh, the ideal would be to, to go to whatever servers they're using to house this, and with proper authorities, certainly, that I respect that this has to be a very thoughtful process, but to get, the, to get the copies directly from the servers, and then with the appropriate disclaimers and, and conditions, again, I want to be very respectful of all of that, but, but put the whole video up, and, and that's it's tall order. It can be done. We do have the tools to do it. I'm sure that there are a few others out there, but this is something we've been working for in anticipation of for, like I mentioned, over a year. If you do, it, it, you know, there's talk now of, oh, they're going to hold it. They're going to break it up into pieces. They're going to blur the faces. That, that undermines the entire effort of, of trying to accurately determine um, characteristics in you know across a mass data set you've got to be able to get the original video and um there's the thought of, of piecing this out blurring the faces is really making a mockery of the process these are open records mm -hmm. and america deserves to see them let me tell you what i'm afraid of Catherine. Catherine engelbrecht is my guest with uh, true the vote uh, who was instrumental in putting uh, um, uh, Dinesh D'Souza's documentary, 2,000 Mules, together. She also has Open.Inc. now, which I will certainly push as well. Here's what I worry about. I worry about how AI can be used uh, for nefarious means uh, as opposed to transparency means like you are trying to do. If the governor, or the governor, the speaker, uh, and if Congressman Jordan and whomever else is in a position of authority to grant the raw video to you to load into your own servers and use AI to track people's movements, you know, from one place to another, unblurring the faces so that it can use face, facial recognition, clothing recognition, and so on and so forth. If they give it to you, 
so that you can do it for good purposes, which is to really try to you know understand exactly what happened and what did not happen that day as opposed to what the January 6th committee did, they're going to have to give it to, to another group who can then use AI to manipulate it and make things look different than what really happened. Now, that's just a fear. Maybe I've seen too many movies. I don't know. But if AI can be used to, to tell the truth, it can also be used to manipulate truth and make it into fiction. Are you worried about that? Well, it's, that's look. That's the reality that we live in, and frankly, that's what's already happened. I mean, the, the yeah, manipulation right? of data to to curate a desired narrative, engineering the outcome—that's what's happening right now. So, I mean, the worst has already occurred. Now we need to get to the truth. But it is, you know, it is an appropriate debate to say what, what does this mean in a society where uh, you have the tools like AI to. Um, manufacture new truth. And, and I would just say again, that is why having original source data becomes critical because everything leaves a digital fingerprint. And if you are manipulating data, clipping data, altering data, uh, that can be seen. And so you know, those are the kinds of things that have to be accounted for in this process. But look, we're entering a new age of, of I would say, the options are either radical transparency or a- absolute opacity, where you really don't know anything that's happening because we're too scared to look. It's time to to embrace the courage of common sense. Those are open records, and in a civil society, we've just got to figure out what the what I mean, what truth really is, and stop allowing the spoon feeding of this conjured narrative. Uh, I know it's, it's scary to contemplate what, what we might really be dealing with here, but, but we got to get past it. And the only way to do it is is with source video and radical transparency. Do you think that the Democrats who ran that committee are going to ever allow this to happen? Because they did what they did. Uh, they put their, you know, primetime production on TV, you know, the January 6th right. committee, and it was, you know, an ABC producer, you know, put the whole thing together. And they, of course, did it with a, with an agenda, and uh, they showed an angle that only made everything look like what they wanted it to be, an insurrection. Um, this getting out and this being used to expose what really happened that day could put some of them in a position where they may be kicked off of committees, voted out of Congress, and who knows, maybe even imprisoned for their lies and for fabricating evidence and for, you know, manipulating uh, the the information, censoring uh, information. Um, And so they can't allow that to happen. And I don't know what authority rests with the speaker to give this to someone if it would take a full vote of Congress or a committee or whatever the case might be, because there's a lot to lose. Some former members of the committee who aren't even in Congress anymore, like Liz Cheney, you know, they may find themselves criminally liable for their actions here. So what do you think the likelihood is that we get this request? Oh, well, look, it won't happen without, um, you know, a, a cry from the from the people to demand it. You know, I, I've been sort of in the political space, if you will, for a little, you know, a little more than a decade now. And, and I was on the receiving end of IRS targeting where suddenly, you know, 40,000 emails disappeared and the hard drives disappeared and they couldn't tell us what had really happened in that instance. Having, having gone through more recently the Dropbox video where video is missing and it doesn't, it doesn't match up to the chain mm-hmm. of custody and states that assured their citizens that those Dropboxes would have surveillance cameras trained on them turns out to be a total lie. We're, at a, again, at a point in our society where enough is enough. 
the the obfuscation, the the you know, we lost tens of thousands of emails, we lost the video, we we we've doctored the video for committee purposes and now we have Americans in prison and and they fear that if the truth comes out, those who did this will be held to account. That's that so. So break. to be clear, Catherine, are you <laughs> saying that are you saying that your tools, your your AI tools, that can that can comb through this video and do all of the things we're talking about, will be able to tell what's missing. You know what frames are missing, what 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 um, timestamps are missing, and so forth. Because I I think everybody is afraid that that J six committee, which which operated with an agenda, not the truth, but to to convict Donald Trump and to convict all of his supporters in any way, shape, or form that they could. I mean, how do we know what they have deleted? How do we know that it, the forty four thousand hours shouldn't be forty eight thousand hours? And there's four thousand of it that's so damning they destroyed it ahead of time. Would your AI source uh, uh, analysis of the source video be able to tell what was what used to be there well and now I'm, I'm now i'm getting out a little over my skis i can i can tell you what i know i can also tell you that you know look if we can put a man on the moon we can figure out the video but you know there, there may be uh experts greater than we uh, globally who could help sort through some of these mysteries that, that have yet to reveal themselves but but <clears throat> the specifics of missing missing you know missing frames or or distorted frames or um, altered metadata. We dealt with that with the Dropbox video, and and you 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 just end up developing processes to anticipate it. For example, the timestamps on many of the Dropboxes, uh, the cameras were were wrong, and you could tell that because of the timestamp that was being shown and the and the light in the video itself that would indicate the positioning of the sun. And so we had to factor that in to our algos. To try to anticipate if the if there's a certain amount of light, then look at timestamp to confirm. It's a it's a massive undertaking, and this is also a project that would be greatly benefited by crowdsourcing, by giving citizens the opportunity to look specifically and analytically um, with guidance to move more quickly. So again, there's anything is possible. The most important thing is that. Americans can go grow fickle very quickly and sort of shrug their shoulders and say, well, there's nothing we can do or, you know, is, is it is it worth it? I mean, they've already done what they what they sought to do. I mean, that just can't be acceptable. We will we were we are careening away from the, the principles of the of the republic and the ideas of freedom. And we that must maintain be maintained as paramount. We must keep fighting for this video. And, and, and truth will find a way. It always does. Yeah, well, I hope that's the case. Uh, we like to think that it always does. But then again, here we sit. There are people still being held three years on now from yeah. January 6th who have not yet seen their, their day in court. They have not been given an opportunity to defend themselves. Many of them haven't been able to contact and have a full counsel with their attorneys. Many of them have uh, been kept in isolation. You know, we like to think the truth eventually wins, and, and I really hope it does. But for some of them, it's too late. And as you well know, uh, for some of them, it is way too late because they took their own lives because of what was what is being done to them and the persecution, the political persecution they have faced here. So, I mean, I I, I really want to be optimistic, Catherine Engelbrecht, and I know you do too. But boy, um, there's there there are a lot of reasons to be very very skeptical about the chances here. Well, I I, I understand the frustration, but there's only one thing we can do, and that is to continue to push on to continue to move this thing forward with steely resolve. We cannot 
be be distracted. Uh, you know, the the only way to get those people out is to prove the truth. And 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 though our countrymen, and you said it exactly correctly, um, are being held as political prisoners. Are 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 it is to tell that story, and it's something that we're endeavoring to do on opening much more broadly. I mean, the video clearly is a huge part of this, huge. But there will be coming soon a complete collection, um, or as near complete as we can possibly make it, with all of the the articles and movies and and home videos and personal stories. Um, we have a team of people who have been um, collecting information or who, who, who themselves have been personally impacted and are, are fighting for their own lives and their own lawsuits, uh, putting together what we believe will be the most complete collection of, of J6 video in the world. And it, an America needs to soak it in and see what really happened because it is, it is breathtaking. Yeah, it is. It is every bit of that. Catherine Engelbrecht, um, next step is what? Waiting for a response from the speaker, waiting for a response from Congressman Jordan. Are there any other members of important committees that uh, you guys have reached out to? Um, How can, as you said, the people need to raise their voices and tell them this is what they demand? Um, Tell me tell me what the next steps are. Well, we we do have um, some lines in to certain folks to try to to figure out what the process is and I and I get it. it's a heavy it's a heavy list and it's you know but, but these are just things that have to be worked through and with the with the end goal being complete release of the video so hopefully this will this will happen in in short order uh, certainly we we stand ready to demonstrate um, our capabilities in in procuring that video and or or tracking it providing the appropriate chains of custody and transparency in our process. So ho- hopefully that will uh, encourage the, you know, the, the conversations. But believe you me, we're not going to stop pushing. And, and as, soon as, as soon as we see where this is headed, I'd love to come back on your show, give you a heads up. And, and if it's something that, that we need to bring pressure to bear on, well, then that's just what's going to need to be done through – the help of American citizens demanding it. Hopefully it'll be, you know, easier than that, but if not, well then we just we just can't let up. It's too no. important to the history of this country and to the people who are sitting wrongly accused in prison. It just it, it turns to, to be clear to think about Ka- what Ka- we've become. Catherine, last question cuz we're a little short on time, but I just need to throw this in too. I don't want anybody listening to us right now and following your work and Tom's work and everybody else that you partnered with here, James. Uh, I don't want anybody to think that we are trying to Um, not hold people who committed crimes that day accountable. People who committed crimes, particularly those who who assaulted officers, uh, broke windows, stole things, etc., should indeed be held accountable by the letter of the law, in my opinion, uh, for those crimes. But not more so than anybody else who would have committed the same kind of a crime at a different building on a different day should be should be held. We are not advocating for a complete exoneration of everybody who did things that day. Those who did bad things should be held accountable. But it's the innocent ones who have been swept up in this that this video and the tools you guys have can clear the political prisoners whose lives have been turned upside down. That's, I just want to hear you say that, too, so people know that we're not sitting out here trying to justify and excuse crimes that were committed. No, I mean, you, you, that's exactly correct. We, we've got to be able to see um, the full story. And for those who committed crimes, they need, they need to be held to, to a standard of account that, that, as you just said, is, is appropriate. Um, 
that was an extraordinary day. There were a lot of things that happened all across the spectrum. But the most troubling part of all of it right now is that we've only seen this conjured narrative at, with video that has been distorted, that has been taken out of context. And so I think it all has to be reviewed again and, you know, let the, let the, let the truth be known. Uh, if, you, if something was, in fact, um, a crime, then, then those, those punishments, you know, should be, should be considered. Um, I, I'm just – I'm so undone about the entire thing, though, yeah. that, uh, you know, even people who broke windows, well, if they broke windows because they were trapped and there was no way out because of some of the things that were happening on the ground, you have to be able to look at it in context. There are some. There are some. Well, even if they, you know, if, if I may, Catherine, even if they weren't trapped, even if they broke the window to get in, uh, then 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 punish them for a broken window to get into a building, a breaking and entering charge, a simple a simple misdemeanor, That's probably right. that would, you know what I mean. But but don't add That's the right. in an attempt to overthrow the government to it, and then That's try to lock exactly them up for right. five years. It's got to be proportional to what was done, and anybody else that would be would break a window to get into a building, you know, whatever that penalty should be, apply that penalty. But they are trying That's to right. pile on top of it, and that's that's the point I'm trying to underscore. Um, that's right. Catherine Engelbrecht uh, will remind everybody about True the Vote. I'll also remind people to go to if you want to see and learn so much more, all of these videos and, and audio uh, uh, um, uploads at daily. Dot, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm looking at the Daily Inc. at open.inc, <laughs> open.inc, and then there's Daily Inc. is one of the links at the top that you can check out some of these things on. Learn more, and indeed, apply pressure. Talk to your members of Congress. I'll keep talking to Jim Jordan. Catherine and team will keep talking to everybody that they can, including the Speaker, but demand that we get this raw video uh, to, uh, to, to the votes so that they can truly bring transparency to the alleged insurrection of January 6th. Catherine, Thank you for what you're doing. I wish you a very happy Thanksgiving, and we'll talk again, I know. Thanks so much, Bob. I appreciate you. All right, 9.56, that takes us to the top. On the other side of the top, you're going to want to be around here for this one, trust me. MTG. Marjorie Taylor Greene is going to join us. We're going to talk about her new book and about a whole lot of very important things going on in the United States House of Representatives. So stay here on Always Right Radio. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.